Hey, Lube Man. <laughs> Slip. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, Lube Man, slipping into the sewers, never to be seen again. Never to ever be seen again. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the review review, a show or two small town dudes give your big dumb opinions. I am a turtle of the max extreme. I'm Dr. Manhattan. Are you seeing me right now or 20 years ago? I'm in the past. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Today we're going over HBO's Watchmen. Hey! Taking the world by storm. The finale just was last week. Yeah. <laughs> it was eight days ago. That's right. If you're listening to this Listen at to any this, point in time, at any it was point in time, eight time, days it was ago. eight days ago. The first episode of this dropped October 20th came out a weekly format on yes. the premium home box office network yes. channel it's not tv that's right uh it's got some high scores up there jt yeah i don't have any uh budgetary information for you here since it is a television program yeah. uh it looks good for for the budget that it has though. that's right and it also so like it doesn't have like Hollywood quality costuming in it. Yeah. Because this is like a world where people make their own costumes and go out in them. Yeah. So I like the like the shoddiness of it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm getting too far into details yeah. right now. Let me just We're tell only you. Only talking facts before we talk opinions. True. Here we go. Come Some on. facts. Ron Tomatoes has this bad boy at ninety six percent. Boy. Uh IMDB seven point eight out of ten. Metacritic, 85%. High across the board. That's right. It's it's up there, bub. Bub. It is up there, bub. Bub. Uh, JT, if you don't mind, I'll take the reins on kind of take it. summing up what this HBO show Let is Let us about. know. HBO's Watchmen takes place 30 years after the initial comic book uh, storyline in 1986. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> it uh it does follow the book like this isn't a sequel to the movie yeah um and it does rein in on current political uh ongoings yeah <laughs> like it takes place in the present time but it's still in the world that was set up in the book Yes, what I'm trying to say is that the book had political issues when it was made in 1986, Yeah, and it also mirrors that for today's issues, but still follows the world set up by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons mm -hmm. from then, Yeah, 30 years past. Yes. Uh, with that, it takes place in Oklahoma. Yeah, Tulsa. Tulsa. Oklahoma. Okay, I'm going to be specific. Uh, <laughs> starting out with a... Quite a jarring first episode in 1921, yeah. bringing the race riots uh, to which, life. Which is an actual event. I didn't even know this happened. I didn't know what happened and either. Fucked. I the this was the first I saw of it, and after I, the first episode came out, there's a ton of articles saying like, yeah, yeah, this has just recently actually come out because 
American history tried to bury this. That yeah. it never happened. Yeah. Like, I was even being like, well, it definitely, they didn't have, like, airplanes dropping bombs. Because they show airplanes dropping bombs in this. No? Farmers and got crop sticks, dusters. Yeah, got sticks of dynamite and got crop dusters and then bombed fucking buildings <laughs> in Tulsa. Yeah. It's like, holy fuck. All because, I guess, of a accidental altercation. No, yeah, I... What I heard was that it was uh, someone tried, like, some clan members tried to hang somebody, and then, like, some black people actually fought back and fought him away, and then, like, the clan, like, got, like, forces together and was like, we ain't gonna let them fucking treat us like that, and then yeah. they legit burned down, like, what was known as Black Wall Street, which is, like, in Tulsa, where it was known that there was a lot of successful black businesses in yeah. And they burn them all to the ground. Yeah. It's fucked. Yeah. And then they tried to bury it. Because yeah. the, the clan pretty much ran Tulsa. Yeah. And they just, like, made it so, like, it never happened. Because this is only coming to light in, like, the last ten years, maybe? Fuck. Like, it's always been, like, a rumor of go that going on. But, like, it's now out in the open yeah. now. <laughs> and it's so... Especially now that Watchmen has put it out in the it's open. It's so even. fucked. Yeah. It is. <laughs> So it starts there, <laughs> on a happy note, yeah. uh, and then follows like a series of uh, interlock characters from that moment on. Yeah, and includes uh, characters from classic Watchmen. Yeah, and also obviously stars new characters. Of course, um, the political climate is different, and things have changed in the world. At least yeah. here in in Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm -hmm. from where it was in 1986. Yeah. Um, but here we are. We've got Watchmen. Yeah. HBO. Who watches them? Who knows? We watched it. Oh, we did. All nine <laughs> episodes of it. I pretty much watched all of this in what would be a day. Jesus. I watched most of it in one day, finished the rest of it like in a couple hours and then i had to wait just for the last episode yep. so that's my life that's what i do there you go. <laughs> so when this came out this is cable's most watched debut of 2019 nice um with the watchman it uh garnered about 1.5 million views per week Ooh, that's uh good. across all of hbo's yeah. streaming platforms and its actual live channel mm -hmm. um it uh, it does a, a quite a few things playing with the location of here that I really enjoy. So it takes place in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. and not only does it include the musical Oklahoma, yeah. in it quite a bit throughout, yeah, but it also uses like lyrics of the song and stuff to like tie that into. Like webs a story with like like some of the um, titles of the episodes are from lyrics of Oklahoma songs. Oh, really? Yeah, I think not a whole, not every single one, but like one or two. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, because you're pretty much tied to a bunch of musicals because your mom's a big yeah musical nut. And so like even <laughs> even just some of the songs where it's just like it's a great place to live. And yeah. all this kind of stuff. It's like the great open outdoor plane that now yeah. nobody lives and now we're taking it for our own or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like 
that's just a funny juxtaposition that it's like a shithole. <laughs> it's not a shithole, but it's like yeah. all this stuff is happening like beneath the uh, like right beneath the surface. Yeah. No, I love I love the idea that it's like uh, it, I lo- it like it juxt- yeah it juxtaposes kind of our culture in the sense that like this is a more liberal leaning uh, time mm-hmm. in in this reality. But yet tensions are just as high as if as they are now. Yeah. Where it feels like now our government's more right leaning, but everyone is so everyone is so opposed to it that it's like this this uh like bottle keg like ready to explode. Yeah. And it's almost like the exact opposite here, where it's just like it's just a matter of like voices not being feeling that they're not being heard and like fighting back more and more where it's just it feels like something's bubbling up on the surface. Yeah. So in the Watchmen book, Richard Nixon is the president like forever, right? Yeah. Until in this, the show continuity where he gets replaced by Robert Redford. Yeah. And has been serving multiple consecutive terms. Yeah. And Robert Redford being um, more of a liberal president Mm -hmm. has gotten things into effect such as like uh, police can't have guns on them. They have to call to use yeah a gun if they need to which it echoes like what's kind of going on today with like police brutality and all that kind of stuff and he set up reparations for for colored people right like they call them redfordations right where yeah like especially for the people that were uh harmed in the tulsa riots he definitely set up a lot of money for them yeah so they could build themselves back up right um that's pointed out by a shithole kid yeah (laughs) like one of the first episodes um what this show also really does very well and like i i'm only saying this now that i've seen all of it yeah it's very well thought out oh yeah like with everything that they put in forward like everything Mm -hmm. is very deliberate yeah every detail they put in here and so being that it's like a Lindelof thing, like the first few episodes of this, it's kind of, you're like, he's kind of throwing stuff out there, here and there. And you're like, what are you doing? Where is this going? Yeah. Cause if I can just get into what I thought of the first few episodes really quick. Yeah. I wasn't completely on board with the show. Yeah. And you've said that in the past. Um, Maybe even like the first four. I, I can't remember what happened in the first four episodes, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm just guessing. Yeah, I was like, I so far like the show's fine. Yeah, but it's not like a terribly fun watch. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> um, and I, to me, it just doesn't feel like it doesn't. I don't have any of that Watchmen feel yet. Yeah, I guess. See, and, like, I remember when you said that, and, like, I was trying to think back to how I felt when I read the book, and I feel like the first couple issues when I read the book felt like that. Like, especially when they when they start focusing on uh, the comedian's murder, mm-hmm. like, that first issue there, like, I felt like I didn't really know what they were doing, or, like... I was like, is this going to be, like, a murder mystery? But then they, like, jump around to, like, all these different characters, yeah. like, oh... Like, is it, how, how is this going to play a factor or is this going to be like more political? Like I yeah. didn't really get, 
a handle on like what they were going to do exactly until they got to like the comedian's funeral and they start laying out like his life was when I started getting more into it. Yeah. And like stepping back and looking at them both together, like side by side, the show pretty much mirrors what the book does. Yeah. Like they set out this, like a murder pretty much right at the beginning. Yeah. Not like at the very beginning of like the, the show. Yeah. But there is a one. Yeah. And you're like, well, now we kind of need to investigate this. And there's an investigation going on. Mm-hmm. There is a, a chapter in the book called Fearful Cemetery. Yeah. Which reminds me of an episode in the show. Yeah. Uh, the, the Looking Glass episode. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's pretty, like, a pretty <laughs> on the nose comparison. Um, I don't think it's any secret that Dr. Manhattan's in the show. Yeah. It's only when he shows up where I felt like, okay, now it's like I'm getting Watchmen vibes from it. Because, like, Mm -hmm. before then, you're like, yeah, he's existing, right? But he's off doing whatever. And Mm -hmm. I, he's, he's not, like, partaking in anything going on in the, in what's happening on Earth. Yeah. And being that the cops are now working with masked people. Yeah. I'm just like, it just feels like a departure of what was going on in Watchmen where it was the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how did we get here? I guess what I was looking and I wasn't getting those clear connections as of yet. Yeah. I think by four you are there. Yeah. But I was still feeling like it doesn't feel like this is a continuation of the book, but yeah. I did get there by the end of the series or the 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 season. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can see how it did get here. Yeah. It's just like you have 30 years of of history that you yeah. don't get yet. No, yeah, exactly. Like this yeah, that definitely feels like like you've definitely missed some stuff between years. Mm-hmm. And I think they do as it goes on, they do find good ways to fill in to fill in the holes. But, yeah, you have to get through the whole series to get those holes filled in. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Because they, they are. They, they're throwing, like, a whole, like, Ozymandias story at you where you're like, I don't... Like, the first time they introduced him, I was like, where the fuck are we? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I really enjoyed his stuff, though. Oh, yeah. He, I wanted to see more of him at all point in time. Yeah. And, like, I was kind of, like disappointed every time it would jump back to earth. And I'm like, I yeah. just want to see more what's going on there. That's yeah. way more interesting right yeah. now to me than what's Jeremy going on Irons here. is a really fucking good Ozymandias. I think he's a great older Ozymandias for oh, sure. Yeah. And he's I so perfect. I love it at a point where they put on the comic accurate costume. Yeah. And he's just pretty much in that for the rest of the series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. I, I think for me, for me, it it, I kind of I'm kind of on the same boat with you, and it. But for me, I was I really got into it being like, oh yeah, this is definitely a Watchmen story, when they do the Silk Spectre episode, okay, with uh, with Laurie, because uh-huh. like that that whole thing is set up like it almost kind of reminded me a lot of like the the issue that got me into the Watchmen book, like the comedian, uh-huh. one where it's like it's her like telling a joke. To, like, 
Dr. Manhattan through, like, this phone, and then you, like, kind of, like, see... They don't give you, like, her entire story, but they, like, give you, like, moments that of while she's here where you're you're really getting set up for, like, who she is now. Yeah. Like, especially understanding who she was in the book, where now she's, like... Like, in the book, she was so much like her mom, and now, like, life has turned her into her dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And not even... Like, even, like, uh, I wouldn't say, uh, it's hard. I was going to say even, like, a maybe a gruffer version, but she's not even, like, as lighthearted at all. No. Because, like, the comedian is just like, yeah, this is all bullshit. Yeah. Like, this, just fucking laugh at it because it's yeah. all horseshit. And she's not even, I don't even know if she's like that so much as, like, she just, like, doesn't care. Yeah. So much. Like, it doesn't hit her. Like, I think uh, it's more, way. yeah, like, she has the mindset of her dad, but she's more, I think she's more pissed about it because she's like, fuck, my dad was right. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> she spent the whole, she spends almost the whole book hating him. Right. And then she doesn't really find out that she that he's her dad until the end. But, like, I feel like she probably spent a good portion of her life trying to, like, prove him wrong. And now she's at a point in her life where it's like, motherfucker was right all along. Right. And to the point where she's already dealt with, like, bullshit superheroes. Yeah. Like, her whole life. Yep. And now she's like, yeah, you know what? I'm tired of this. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's just, like, on her own path, right? Just cutting down masks left and right. Yeah. That's God. what I... I know. I, I loved, like, the whole arc of her, like, just going into this and then, like, her still being... Her, like, going, like... Her only connection is to Dr. Manhattan, who she doesn't even know if she's really, like, talking to him. It's just, like, a form of therapy to just, like, go to this phone and, like, quote-unquote call him. Right. Um, I'm trying to look up what each what's going on in each episode here. So, episode four. Oh, you get the trillionaire Lady True. Yeah. Finally enters. So, like, I also wasn't quite sure the first couple episodes of, like, what are we fighting, like, towards yet. Yeah. And that was, like, having, like, I I mean, I guess Watchmen, you have uh, that initial, like, murder mystery to, like, get behind. Mm -hmm. And in this, like, in the first episode, there is the murder, um, and you're kind of like oh well how did this happen i mean you kind of get to see the culprit right there yeah i know they late they tell you what happened but it's just like oh well, that's that didn't happen yeah and then as it goes on it's like oh yeah that did happen yeah yeah <laughs> and then as it goes on even further you're like happened to himself like yeah so it's it's weird like and also i felt like um wh- when do you want to do spoilers for this uh i mean I guess we can we can go on with spoilers from now, I guess. I mean, it's if if you haven't watched it yet, go ahead and tune out, but yeah, I'd say definitely check it out. Yeah, because there, uh, there's a few things I want to talk more openly about. Yeah. That I'm I don't want to tiptoe around the whole yeah. time. We'll just we'll just spoil it, it cuz it's my whole thing is like if it's in theaters, do like a non-spoiler thing, but if it's available to the public and they can watch it in some way. Right. I mean, it's it's on them. Really, and it's been out the the multiple episodes been out for a month yeah. now. Yeah, so we're okay. literally talking about it eight days after the last episode. So here we are. Go fuck yourself. Um. <laughs> so, 
it wasn't ever like a big deal to me that like the old man in the wheelchair was hooded justice yeah see i i loved it well no i guess i wouldn't i didn't i didn't mean it that way i meant like it wasn't like a big mystery to me yeah where it's like oh who is it who is it i'm like are you kidding me? Like, he's wearing red and purple and has a hood. Yeah. Like, it's hooded justice. Yeah. Like, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess not even remembering, like, in the book, I guess he's portrayed as a white guy. But yeah. I didn't even think about it. Because, yeah. you know, he's always covered. So it could be anybody under there. Yeah. And they even they even explain that in this show, too. Right. Which, I love that because you think of so many... Like, the, the whole thing is, like, set up where, like, people wear black over their eyes when they wear the mask. And then now we have someone that does the exact opposite. Right. Whereas a black person wearing white over their eyes to like make them, to make them look like a white person. Right. Because it's less scary. Right. (laughs) Which is fucked up. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. But Um, it's so good. I'm man. It's between that hooded justice episode and like the Dr. Manhattan one and the, um, the Looking Glass one are probably, like, my favorites. From the Looking Glass episode on, I was way on board. Yeah. I really liked the Looking Glass episode. Yeah. And then after that is, like, the Hooded Justice episode. Mm-hmm. Then Dr. Manhattan. And then it's, like, the finale. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, those four in a row yeah. are bangers. So right? fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Exactly. But until then, it. I'm not saying like the show like meandered or anything because it had a purpose. Yeah. But uh, so the guy killed and hung from a tree. I guess hanged from a tree. If you want to be gr- grammatically yeah. correct. Yeah. Is Judd. Yeah. Also, to make reference back to Oklahoma, the bad guy in Oklahoma's name is Judd. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> it's like they're not even really trying to hide it very well. Yeah. Even though they do for multiple episodes because he's back in later episodes as like flashbacks and stuff. Yeah. Um but uh so he is like eventually outed as a white supremacist. Yeah. But he's like even in his truck when he goes to go visit the distress call or whatever or yeah, I don't remember where he's going or he gets pulled over by the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. Well, the the guy in the wheelchair puts on spike strips. Well, I, I knew that, yeah. but then on the way there, he's listening to, like, right-wing, right, right wing, like, yeah. radio and stuff, mm-hmm. which I didn't pick up at first. Yeah. Like, some something was pointed out to me when there's like, well, you shouldn't really have seen that he was a good guy because there's all these, like, clues. I'm like, well, oh, I'm yeah. a dummy and I don't look yeah. at that stuff. Well, yeah, and, like, uh, I watched, like, a thing the other day. Where, like, I love watching, like, uh, like videos where people point out, like, small, like, Easter eggs and shit uh-huh. in, like, these shows. Because, like, dude, I tell you, go on YouTube and, like, look up, like... The best one... Videos for this shit, because, like, they will... There are so many fucking Easter eggs in the backdrop of all these fucking shows. The best one is from Screen Crush. Yeah, yep, that's the one I watch. They're, they do one for every single episode, yep. and they have, like... 80 per episode. Yeah. I'm not even joking. Yeah. I wanted to go through and write some of these down because I thought they would be interesting, but like the, like it's too much. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah. But I watched almost all of those. I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't catch that, that, that. And those were the kind of things like great. And some of them are like kind of retconned 
later on because they make assumptions of what's coming up mm-hmm. later. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't need to like, yeah, talk about that or whatever. But but no, like they they do they they point out like they he does small things like even like when he's around Angela that like shows that like yeah he's kind of a racist like mm-hmm. so like uh, in the first episode they all go to the like that all black cast version of Oklahoma yeah. And then they get back, and then they're, like, having dinner, and they're all talking about it and shit. And then, like, his his wife's, his wife's like, I mean, that was pretty good. And he's like, yeah, it was pretty good, considering who was starring. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, it was like, it was, he, like, says it, like, in a way where it's like, yeah, they were pretty good, like, given who they were. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, shit, yeah. Maybe oh, that man. should be kind of a... <laughs> I don't think I even realized that he said it like that. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's like small things like that where it, it's like it's like it's just like a throwaway conversation, but he just kind of throws in like his little two cents here where it's like maybe it's even something that he didn't catch mm-hmm. that he that he was saying that it's just it brings out like his true ideas of like people. Mm-hmm. Um So anyway, and I think uh he's great in this too. Why am oh, I yeah. spacing out on his name? Don Johnson. Don Johnson so fucking good in this. He is great. So, like, the last few things that he's been in, he's just, like, ends up being the villain. Yeah. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's even really good in Knives Out, too. No, I haven't seen Knives yeah. Out yet. Yeah, it's just, I wanted, he always seems to, like, get the role where it's, like, it's so good, but it's not really, like, substantial. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what he wants it to be. I don't know. But, sure. like, every role that they usually give him, he's so fucking good. Yeah. Um, but I liked how they tried to, like, hide his, I guess, evilness, even though he's, like, wearing, like, the, like, Lone Ranger white cowboy hat. Yeah. You know, like, it. um, even though I guess that should be a tip-off that it's a white hat. Yeah. Jesus. And it's, like, kind of like the same hat that, like, the sheriff wears, like, the evil sheriff wears when they're, wa- when, uh, in, like, 1923 when he's watching the, that movie. Oh yeah, like that's it's supposed true. to be kind of like a like a recreation of like the hat of like right. the sheriff that gets tied up by right. What's his name? Um, I can't the the movie that Hooded Justice yeah kid yeah watches. watches I yeah. can't remember what the movie's name is. Yeah, it's like something Reeves because he takes the name of Reeves after that. Mm. I can't remember. I guess we could look it up, but yeah, why do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, yeah, anyway, Don Johnson's great in this. Um, I thought the person who played, um, uh, uh, like, the main character in this. Uh, Angela? Angela Abar. Yeah. Was really great. Oh, dude, so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, I would say there's not even, a, like, one week performance in this. I thought the the weirdest one, I guess, was Miss True. Yeah. Um, because I, she just comes off as way eccentric and I didn't really know what she all was about Yeah. up until, but then you kind of get the idea of why she is the way she is when you find out she's like the daughter of, <laughs> oh yeah. Of like Ozymandias. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, now it makes a lot of sense why you are the way you are. <laughs> yeah. There, um, <laughs> so I'll, let me ask you this. Do you, would you consider this a fun watch? Because there's a there's a a few people on Twitter that asked myself and Dave yeah like they haven't yet jumped the gun to watch this yet yeah because they're like on the fence they're like kind of watchmen out 
would you consider this a fun watch? I'm, they tackle like some pretty heavy subjects, but I had a lot of fun with it. Like if you're into Watchmen, like if you understand Watchmen, you'll get more out of it. But I've even heard of people that like weren't like they knew they know the book exists, but they never really read it, and yeah. they they still got into it. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I would say the show is good. Yes, yeah. fun. I don't know. Like it's not like it's not like sitting down and watching The Mandalorian. Yeah. You got like a 30 minute episode, they're just going on like a one-off adventure mm-hmm. and then like it's done, right? Yeah. Oh, that was that was fun. Yeah. It's like a heavy hour. Yeah. Of like sometimes pretty heavy subject material. Yeah. Like even Chelsea responded to that same thing. It's like, well, when the series opens up with a large ethnic cleansing, I wouldn't also <laughs> say that's very fun. But yeah. the show is good. Yeah, and I think maybe it's just a matter of like what you consider fun too. Like, I'm not saying like, <laughs> like for me, like when I watch, like especially when I watch stuff, I I have a lot of fun when it like challenges me to look at something in a completely different light. Yeah. And I think this show does a really good job of that. Yeah, like it. It's heavy subject subject material, but it gave me something that I could like think about like the rest of the day, oh, the next sure. day. Yeah, and I have more fun with that than like something where it's like something you're in the moment and it's it's done. Like you, you're gonna think about it here and there, but that was fun and that was fun and that's it. But with like yeah. this, like it 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 gave you like sub it gave you like ideas on like race and like society and. Even how time works, where it made me, like, think about shit where I was like, what what if that was a thing? Yeah. Like, the way they tackled time in this during that Dr. Manhattan episode was, like, the most interesting shit. Yep. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I completely agree. I love it anytime Doc Manhattan mm-hmm. is, an, like, that's my favorite issues of Watchmen, the Dr. Manhattan stuff. Yeah. Um, it's and, my favorite stuff because I just went back and rewatch or uh, revisited before Watchmen, like the sequel series. Yeah, and they do cool stuff with him in that. Oh yeah. Whereas like the rest of the books are kind of like yeah, they're just like another fun adventure, but they like do like a fun thing with him in it where they almost make like his life a Schrodinger's cat situation. Yeah. Where he, like, throws his consciousness back in time. Not just living in all time, but, like, he deliberately throws his consciousness back to right before he becomes Dr. Manhattan. And then chooses not to in one lifetime. So, like, he'll live out one life as John Osterman and another life as he went into Dr. Manhattan. And and tried to see, like which one it, so but none of them exist at that point in time so it's like schrodinger's cat yeah. right so like both exist at the same time yeah and they're doing that heavy weird playing with time concept <laughs> on like what would be different in each timeline even though each one could exist at the same time yeah and it's like pretty cool yeah <laughs> you know what i mean pretty cool that's pretty cool man so when they got to like i was waiting for I'm, yeah. I'm glad they held off on doing it. Yeah. But I wanted to see him way sooner. Yeah. And I love the way they frame it too, where it's just like, 
you you end on like a pretty big cliffhanger involving Doctor Manhattan in the episode before his. Yeah, and then it the whole episode after that is like it's just a, like the big cliffhanger you were waiting on is just another moment that he kind of like flashes to when he's going through all these moments at once. Yep. Where it's like, I'm, I'm both meeting Angela living our, our entire relationship and also going through this big moment where this giant shootouts happening all at the same time. Right. And I'm just kind of like floating through all of this. Yeah. Where you're like, you're waiting for like this big cliffhanger and he's like, Oh, hold on. I gotta, I gotta meet Angela first. <laughs> And then I gotta kind of live our entire relationship. Yep. Maybe I'll give you a few things here and there, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, it's just it's just however I'm I'm however whatever I'm living at this moment. Right. It's so good. He's such yeah. a great character. Yeah. Because he can do some fucked up shit with him, right? <laughs> yeah. And I love like his whole like chicken and the egg type thing, where like even though it still doesn't make complete sense to me, like I feel like Damon Lindelof does like I think a, even a better job of explaining how. Dr. Manhattan sees time than I think the book did where they do that whole thing where like <laughs> when like, uh, Angela, like, uh, tells Dr. Manhattan to ask, uh, his, ask her grandfather, like, how does she know who Judd is? And how did she know he was part of Cyclops? And then he does that. And he was like, who's Judd? And then it's like, Oh shit. But then, he was the one that told her that Judd was a part of Cyclops. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, where it was like, it was always meant to be. It was just that, it was like this circle of things that like right. made the events happen that were always supposed to happen. Right. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also want to talk about other supporting cast stuff. I really love Looking Glass in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's, uh, of all of the... I guess supplementary characters. He's another well-rounded one. Yeah, they don't really do much with like Red Scare and the pirate chick. Yeah, <laughs> they're just kind of there. Right. But yeah, Looking Glass is like, yeah, he's really fucking interesting. Especially like his flashback is like takes place right before the big squid drop. Right. Which oh, it's another thing. Like I loved seeing the squid. Yeah. Like it, it's a, like I know, I never expected. Yeah, it. I never expected to see it. Uh-huh. But they were like, "Yep, here's the big squid." Yep. Um. So that's pretty cool, and that happens in this episode too. The yeah, like his premiere episode, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the Looking Glass one. I I loved that it went right before then, and he was a completely different person, and yeah. because of his yeah happening during like the the psychic squid attack. Yeah, like it's changed his whole life yeah. there on. I just love how, yeah, Watchmen will do, like, awesome shit with, like, foreshadowing. Like, especially with, like, Looking Glass, where, like, you just kind of think, like, oh, he's, he's, he wears that because, like, he wants to be, like, he wants to, like, reflect on people. Right. Like, because his whole thing is that, like, he can tell when people are lying. So it's like, oh, so, like, his whole thing is, like, he reflects back at you, like, he... He tells you whether you're lying or not. But then you find out, oh, no, he doesn't wear that because he wants to show you you're lying. He wears that because he's fucking terrified of mirrors. <laughs> like, you wear you wear your pain, like how, right. like, Laurie says in that. And then even, like, with Angela, where it's, like, she's Sister Knight. And I always thought that was, like, the weirdest costume. Mm-hmm. Then you think about it where it's, like, like nuns always talk about how they're married to God. Mm-hmm. And she's fucking married to a god. Oh, that's true. <laughs> 
Where it's like it's like shit like that, or like God damn, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need to put that together. <laughs> um, the one thing that I am hung up on is Lube Man. Yeah, Lube Man never came back. <laughs> never came back. I guess there's a so there's like supplementary stuff you can look up called the Pedipedia. Yeah, which is the the, uh, the guy that Angela takes with her from the FBI, or no, that Lori takes with her from the FBI, yep. who's, like, super obsessed with uh, superhero stuff, that, like, it's, like, some supplementary stuff that you can read from the, that, like, I don't know, it's supposed to, like, be, like, foreshadowing or just, like, subject material that, like, they kind of scratch a surface of in the show but they go more in depth than this it's like if you're reading the book and it's like the back matter of each issue yeah yep. it's kind of like documents that he would put out like that's similar to the show that we just watched yeah yeah but i guess in that they do point out that that pd guy was lube man i i saw that too but is it like definitive yeah or like, is it it's just pretty heavily much... rumored i didn't read it but they i guess they said like in the last issue of the pedipedia thing like he pretty much comes out and says yeah i'm lube man mm. okay that's <laughs> and, and that's pretty cool too that yeah. like he was lubing up and following angela around after <laughs> yeah. they like landed wherever they were to try to yeah i don't yeah i don't even remember what they're doing because as soon as lube man shows up i've just seen that yeah. gift so many times as oj <laughs> spams my fucking twitter with lube man yeah because well he stole something from angela and then ran away but what was it I can't. I couldn't even remember what it was. I can't remember. I need to go either. back and I'm gonna go back and rewatch the whole series. Is it something that he stole, or she saw him and started chasing him? No, she had something, and then he took it from her, and then she chased him, and then he slid into the sewer. But I can't remember what she had that he took from her. I don't remember. It's a mystery, Lube Man. What a mystery! Yeah. I gotta go back and I'm gonna go back and rewatch the whole series. But yeah, Lube Man. Great. That was a thing. Perfect. Love, love, you should lube be man. time person of the year. <laughs> lube man. Lube man. <laughs> I just, I just love that that the gift that he always sends just ends with Angela being like, "The fuck." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, my god. Um. So yeah. Anyway, Looking Glass is great. Um. Yeah, like his whole pod thing was so cool. Mm-hmm. Where it's like. You can almost kind of, like, tell, like, what he's doing in terms of his interrogation, where it's, like, he'll ask a random question, and then a random picture will pop up, uh-huh. where, like, depending on, like, what you say is kind of, like, how he determines, like, who you are. Yep. Which makes sense, because it's, like, what what you think when you see an image and what you think when someone asks you a question are two different things. So, like, you could, the way you interact with, like, the pictures and how he asks could, like it throws you off because you don't know what he's examining your face for Mm -hmm. at that moment. Like whether it's the question he asks or the picture that's up behind him. Right. Um, I also am a huge fan of that. uh, I I mean, Ozymandias, but like, so he's on, he ends up being on Europa. Yeah. You find that out later on Mm -hmm. and he's still, like tricking the public with these squid, the squid rain. Yeah. Just to keep them scared. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. he can hold his illusion for this last 30 years. Um, but I also like too, that he's up there 
like in this castle and he has this like quote Adam and Eve there, right? Who yeah. are just like created by Dr. Manhattan mm-hmm. and he's found out a way to like clone these people. Yeah. Through like Victorian era yeah. like machinery. <laughs> like he's so like smart. Yeah. That he's like, I'll just figure out how to build this. And it's all like this ornate Victorian era mm-hmm. chambers and yeah. cranks and like in order to like break out of there, he makes like a catapult <laughs> yeah. and like a makeshift spacesuit and all this kind yeah. of stuff. I and love still, that. And he still has to like make like the spacesuit look like fucking like old ancient Egyptian bullshit too. <laughs> right. Like it can't just be like a sufficient, like, like a, a practical spacesuit. He still has to put like fucking ornate, like old style fucking decoration on it. Cause he's so full up his ass about that shit. Right. It's got like a, like an Alexander the great, like headpiece. Yeah. And, like, the eye of Oris on yeah, it. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> he's so fucking pompous. I love it though. I, I, any, I loved all that shit. Yeah. And I, uh, when the first episode where he's like, I want to write a play about the watchmaker. Yeah. And it's like, obviously going to be about, fucking dr manhattan and mm-hmm. then like in a couple episodes later you get to see the play and yeah. then you real that's the episode you realize he's dealing with clones i think and mm-hmm. he just like burns one in that chamber and i'm like yep. oh damn yeah yeah no, and then i realize he's just been doing all that shit for however oh, yeah. long yeah like he just kills him willy-nilly and shit <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i love all that stuff and like uh the horseshoe <laughs> yeah yeah so like but okay i have a question about the horseshoe yeah so, what? Why would the the butler and maid keep pushing that horseshoe? Okay, so I got this. I got this from like one of those screen crush things, and I love. I whole. I love the whole idea of it. Okay. So when Doctor Manhattan made his Adam and Eve, he made them with the whole with his idea of how he perceives time. Okay. So. They would always give him a horseshoe because they knew sooner or later he would need a horseshoe. Uh-huh. Because that's how they saw it. And then in that same sense, when uh so when uh he gets put in jail, he that's when he thinks, "Man, I could really use the that horseshoe they keep giving me." Yeah. And then that's when they finally give it to him. So it's the whole chicken and the egg thing again. Okay. Where it's like they keep giving him a horseshoe because they know he, he they know that he wants it, but he doesn't he doesn't know why he, he doesn't know why they keep giving it to him until he gets put in a situation where he's like, man, I could really use that horseshoe right now. Okay. And that's when they give it to him. Okay. Because I thought maybe I need to rewatch it too. But when he got it the first time, he's like, no, now's not the time. Yeah. But I'm like, how would he know? <laughs> Unless he's already interrogated like the group on like, why are you giving me a horseshoe? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Me neither. Have no idea. No, but that's that's kind of what I gathered from it. Where it's okay. yeah, it's to that point where like, at some point he's going to need it, and they know that he needs it, but they just keep giving it to him because they're like, oh, you so you need it? Like, no, not no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a dumb like you could literally it could have been something more useful, but it's because like like a shovel. Yeah, <laughs> but it's because. Because it, it's just, it's one of those things where, like, you don't know how it how it occurred. You just know that it, it occurred where, like, they just give him a horseshoe. And he's like, I don't need the horseshoe. Right. And then 
when he gets put into a point where he's like, man, they kept giving me that horseshoe. I could really use that horseshoe they keep giving me. <laughs> and that's when he gets the horseshoe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so what did you think of uh, Lady True in this? Um, I liked her, in, in especially at the end. Like, I, I couldn't get too much into her throughout the series, but the role she plays at the end, I, I liked her. For what for what she did throughout. Yeah. I I'm kind of on the same page with that. Like I um I I didn't find her like a worthy replacement to like Ozymandias. Yeah. And she's kind of kind of filling in that role as like world's smartest person kind of yeah. deal. And like yeah, like I you always knew there was, you can feel like there's something looming. Mm-hmm. I guess, and you got that with Ozymandias in the book. Yeah. But it's just, it didn't feel like the same. She's not, like, trying to be a colorful, I don't know. I would say she's not trying to be a colorful person, but the first time you actually do meet her, she, like, does something pretty outlandish. Yeah. Of, like, giving somebody a baby and, like, going to <laughs> yeah throw it away if they don't give her the yeah. farm. Which that was definitely Ozymandias that had to be. That landed in their farm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I had to <laughs> think of what you were talking about at first, but yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but doesn't she have a statue of him? Or was that the was statue that a was him? I know, but didn't she have that before that thing crashed? No. Was that no? Yeah, because the the first time you go inside that place is after that. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, what was I gonna say? Anyway, I okay. What I I I was kind of just on that same track of mind. Like, I didn't know what quite to think of her at first, and she wasn't just like a colorful character you can really get behind. She's just kind of yeah. weird and out there and yeah. kind of off-putting a little bit. Yeah. Um. But then. When the reveal is like, oh, yeah, she's actually, like, a daughter of Ozymandias through mm-hmm. an odd insemination. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of, yeah, once, when they reveal that, like, I feel like a lot of, like, what she does makes more sense. Mm-hmm. And then when they set her up as, like, she's kind of, like, the very opposite end of, like, the of Cyclops and, like, these Rorschach guys where... I, I like I really liked how the whole end played out just based on that mm-hmm. back and forth. Yeah. Like I think it really sets up like kind of like what our country's at now where it's these two sides that want the same thing, but they're both not right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um that leads me to say like the group of Rorschachs, the seventh cavalry, yeah. Is like the white supremacist group in this where they take Rorschach's uh, diary and pretty much yeah. use it as gospel. Yeah, and they manipulate it to be like, oh, he meant he meant black people when he said this. Mm. Like, oh no, <laughs> Rorschach is a crazy asshole who yeah. only sees things in right and wrong, no shades of gray. Yeah, but they saw, yeah, they, but they saw right and wrong as black and white. Yep, because they even like they even have like a part in there where they uh, where they they quote a passage of his of his uh manifesto but they they like 
strategically place like words in there where it, they make it way more race related than it is like right and wrong related. Yeah. Or it's like, oh shit. Like it really makes you think like, yeah, like you can li- literally take anything that someone writes <laughs> out and like just make it and bend it to your own whims. Yep. For sure. <laughs> and it's scary. Yeah. I also liked, uh, how well I'm, I'm saying liked as like I didn't really like it so much, but I uh, so Doctor Manhattan's like the most pow- powerful person in the universe, right? Yeah, and how like just a group of people, like almost like two groups of people, can just easily just defeat him. Yeah, it's it, to me that's like the one thing I like about Doctor Manhattan that kind of falls apart is like so he knows he's gonna be defeated. Yeah. So like, can't he sidestep? Not, not, well, not really, because as even say in the book, he's like he's still a puppet, but he can see the strings. Like he still has to do, he still has to do what he's supposed to do, but he knows when it's gonna happen. Yeah, I know. I I think they even say it like he sees time as a book, and he can jump to any page in that book. Yeah. And like he can't change the words on that page. Yeah. But he can just see it all at any point in time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I get that. But still, if you've read that book once, <laughs> wouldn't you expect the ending? I, I mean, don't know. Yeah, you so would. That's, that's like it's... my one flaw with it. Like, Yeah, but I think it's just a matter of like, yeah, that's like the whole thing of it is like, you see it as like, well, if I knew that, I would do this. But with him, it's like, no, I have to do this because that's what has to be done. Yeah. I also had, like, even in the book where it does that, where Ozymandias, like, clouds his vision by using tachyon particles and stuff. Like, okay, so, like, at one point he does, like, disintegrate him again. But then why couldn't Dr. Manhattan see after that? And he's also fighting Ozymandias, (laughs) but he grows huge and crashes into his Antarctic thing. Yeah. Well I, well, I don't know. Well, maybe he did see that. It's just a matter of, like... Like, that there's, was, like, at a point where it was, like, too late. Well, yeah, there's certain things where early... Early on, when you first meet Dr. Manhattan, they ask him about something, and he's like, I can't see there. For whatever reason, something's clouding my vision or something. Yeah. And that's, like, way early on in the story. You find out that that's what it is. Yeah. But and the anyway, that's just like one of the flaws. It is to me like you don't have any free will then, like you're just yeah this guy going through the motions. But I think that's like uh, the major thing of the of I think all of Watchmen is that no one has any free will. It's just that because we see things in such tunnel vision, we feel like we do. Mm. But I would argue that Rorschach has free will. Does he though? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. He does things under his own influence the whole time. Is it under his own influence, or is it something that's influenced him on an outside basis? Like, like, like that's how it's set up. Is like, as humans, we can we perceive our what we do as free will because we don't know what we do, like the effects of what we're doing. But with Doctor Manhattan, he knows like if I do this. He's like, well, doing this is going to cause this, but I can't, I can't stop myself from doing this or what I'm doing because of this. But with us, we see it as free will because it's like, we were always destined to do this, 
It's just that we see ourselves as choosing to do that. Yeah. No, I get I get what you're saying. But like even Dr. Manhattan kills Rorschach at the end because Rorschach is just going rogue. Yeah, because Rorschach was always meant to die. Well, I, yeah, I guess. But then, like, <laughs> I, then can you argue that Ozymandias doesn't have free will? Because he he does all this stuff to set up pretty much the world. Yeah, because nothing ever ends. <laughs> Such a fucking anarchist. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was always meant to be that... He did this. But I then hate it's... that fucking frame of mind. If I could just say that right now. But that's the whole point of the I whole story. I hate that fucking life is on a track. Yeah, that's the whole point of the whole story is like we, we take comfort in the fact that we control our own lives. But Dr. Manhattan is the guy that always sits back and is like, no, you don't. Because I know what I know what all what happens in all of time. But just because you know what happens at all the time and you can see like the path, you still have free will up to those choices. It just he can see the end point of that choice. Yeah, well, you don't have free will. It's all it's on a track, but he sees all, so he knows, but it's just a matter of like you never know you never know what it's gonna be because you don't see what's ahead of ahead of you. Right. But So that's not free will, it's just it's just a thing that you're always meant to do. Even if you feel like you changed your mind you were still meant to do that. But if he didn't exist, that wouldn't be the case. No, it would be the case because no just because, because no just one's because he's telling not... you there to no one's there to tell you the future. <laughs> but it's you're still set on that same track. It's just that he sees it. I disagree. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Let's move like, on. The existence of Dr. Manhattan is in the plan. That's why things get set up the way they're set up. Because he was always there. So when he's not there, then then that's what it is. It's that's part of the plan. Great. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue this fucking point anymore. <laughs> but no, that's what the whole thing says. There's no free will. That's what I love it. <laughs> uh <laughs> Is there anything else uh, <laughs> about this? So, like, the first, or the, I'm sorry, the last two episodes are very Dr. Manhattan heavy. Yeah. And these episodes I um, thoroughly enjoyed because almost every loose end, except for Lube Man, yeah. <laughs> is all tied up. And I didn't think that mm-hmm. was going to happen at all. Yeah. Especially when it was coming, like, to the last episode. And I'm like... There's a few things here that are still just kind of left hanging, and it almost all gets yeah circled around back. To I was them. pretty surprised that yeah they they did literally like have so many loose ends, and they found a way to tie them all up almost. Yeah, I like that was like my biggest like applause moment. I'm like, okay, <laughs> they did that as well as set up more. Yeah, I was kind of like disappointed that it was just. Like, the end was a bit of, like, sequel bait. Yeah. And I was like, ah, because I would love for this to be... It could be sequel bait, but it could also be, like, a fantastic ending at the same time, too. Yeah, but this made... This was so popular that they're going to do another one. Well, I heard that um, they're planning on doing this, like, an anthology series where every season is its own story. It just takes place 
in the same world. Okay, that's So, fine. like, the next one could take place, like, in another city with these same events, like, in the background, but it takes place, like, in another city or, like, another place. Sure. Oh, that'd be, that'd be fun. Um, I was just hoping that as tight as this ended... Yeah. That it wouldn't have, like, that weird... Uh, it's not even, like, an Inception ending where you're like, ooh, what happened? Yeah. It's like, it just feels like I'm baiting for a sequel. I didn't really get that. Because I even read somewhere that, like, Dame Lindelof, like, made this with the intent that this would be the only season. And then if they wanted more, <laughs> he could make more. Sure. But this... this if they this... wanted more because it fucking did awesome... Yeah, but you think about make more. But I, that's what I love about this is that like it's such an anomaly that like this definitely could be like something that could have easily flopped. Yeah, because it's based off of something that not everyone has read. Right. Like it 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 deals with some pretty weird material. Yep. And also some pretty controversial material that could yep. e- people could have easily turned against this, and this could have been the only season. Yep. So like, if this were to be the only season of this, I still would have loved this. Yeah, oh yeah. Because it, end, it ends in a way where it's like, it ends like how Watchmen ends, where it's like, this whole thing plays out, and then it gets to a part where, like, okay, everything's tied up, the future's intact, I know exactly what's going to happen from here, and they throw that one small thing out there at the very end where it's like, but you don't know everything. Here's the one thing that you don't really know. Yeah. Yep. Like, with the book, it was Rorschach's journal that could have easily thrown everything in, into disarray. And then this whole, and then in this, it was the whole thing was like, who's gonna get Doctor Manhattan's powers? And then it ends with like Angela possibly getting them, to where it's like I'm gonna step in, and then it cuts away before you know whether or not she definitely has them. Yeah. Um, and even like the show does it in a way where like they keep it up in the air because. I guess that screen crush thing that I watched, like he does a really good thing, really cool thing with color where. Everything that's yellow, it usually means that, like, something bad's about to happen to the person that's interacting with it. Yeah. And then, but then the blue shows, like, power, like, godlike power because of Dr. Manhattan. Yep. So then when Angela eats that egg, it's out of a yellow carton with blue lettering. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's either, it could be either way. Like, the the show leaves it up to you. Um, I, um, before I saw that screen crush thing, because I saw that same one uh i noticed like a ton of bright yellow stuff in this yeah and at first i thought it was very kind of distracting because for me they're like so they're just taking like the title card of Watchmen because it took like it took takes that bright yellow color scheme for the title Mm -hmm. and just throws it in there because that wasn't in like the book that wasn't just the book was in, like, a weird secondary color scheme yeah. where it had, like, a lot of bl- um, greens, purples, and oranges. Yeah. Um, and those are usually considered, like, villain colors, but the mm-hmm. whole book was set in those. Yeah. Uh, so even, like, your superheroes, like, uh, in the Minutemen that were out, like, they are more, like, classically colored yeah. Like, you'll have your, your first night owl that was, like, almost... But he was almost in, like, browns. And yeah. then you have your Captain Metropolis, which had, like, an orangey type of color. Yeah. And then you jump to the comedian, like, who is in, like, a yellow but purples. Yeah. 
And so it's weird that it, it like just kind of as a colorway foreshadows like it's they're they're all shitheads. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> they're all kind of bad people. Yeah. Because like if you look at other color schemes of other characters, like Joker is green and purple. Yeah. Like he's bad. Like other Lex Luthor is green and purple. Yeah. Like they're all like these evil characters, whereas like you don't have your uh yellows, blues, and reds for mm-hmm. like your Superman, Spider Man, yeah. and all yep. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at <laughs> is that in this. It's like a real life, it's kind of got like a high contrast, drab. Everyone's like a real life superhero, so they're like drab and kind of like black. Mm-hmm. Except for Red Scare, who's in a bright red jumpsuit and a ski mask. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then you have this huge bright pops of yellow color in there. Mm-hmm. And I found like some some of it distracting i guess i'm like i are they just thrown in there for like they have the watchman yellow yeah stuff like the cops with the yellow masks yeah I'm like I, I guess if there's a part of the uniform and it's it is like a nice bright pop of color and something yeah. all against like a black uniform mm-hmm. but i just thought it was like an odd well even their lights are like they're not red and blue they're red and yellow oh are they i guess i didn't yeah realize that. like when they remember when they pull over that guy in the first episode like the lights are red and yellow, not red and blue. That's mm. so just odd things. And I um, I also like, too, that because of uh, everyone still believes, like, the squid was, like, a real extraterrestrial yeah. attack. I'm on, like, a weird train of thought right now where I'm trying not to forget a bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, so the world lives, like, scared like that. Yeah. They also don't know... That Doctor Manhattan wasn't the cause of like this yeah. cancer. Yeah. So there's no internet or so anything. Everything is so am- is still analog. Yeah. I love I that really shit. like that too. Yeah, that shit's really cool. Um. So it's a completely different like world. They, like newspapers are still relevant. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Everyone has beepers. Yep. It's it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I love that shit. Um. And I didn't even realize that like no one has like a cell phone in this. No. Yeah. Because they always have to go to. the... Yeah, they always some payphones. Yeah, payphone and, stuff. and, and shit. I, it it when so somebody had to like say it, and I'm like, oh yeah, nobody did have a cell phone. Yeah, I guess that's weird. But yeah. then I, I I didn't even put it together until somebody had to tell me like, yeah. oh yeah, they probably wouldn't have this because Doctor Manhattan scared the shit out of everybody for using electronics. Yeah, and I I love so much that like this show mirrors the book in so many ways. But it still makes it different enough where it's still interesting. Mm-hmm. But even like I love that it mirrors it because it's like, man, like people try to make a difference all the time, but shit still still stays the same. <laughs> like, yeah, I love that. Even like down to where like this the show itself even has its own established square, like it did in the book, where like squid like the squids rain down. Oh yeah, and it's like it's the same fucking shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. the whole book pretty much plays out the same way the book does. It's just in different ways. Yep. For sure. Uh any I don't have I don't think any other notes in this. Yeah, I don't I can't I don't think what of too much to... more else to say. We talked about it for like about an hour. Dang, we did it. We did it. We done did it. But yeah, I overall like I was skeptical and going in because i was like a watchman show like they've been trying to do this forever yeah lindelof even though like i really only have seen like lost from him yeah 
And, like, that was a thing where, like, I'm just going to throw in stuff and see where it goes. Yeah. And then by the end, we tried to wrap it up. It's like, oh, I don't know if this really worked yeah. so much. I don't but then I, I would say if, if you like this, I don't think this is... I think Watchmen's better than this, but I would say check out The Leftovers. Yeah, that I was thinking like that, because everyone said that that had a pretty good ending. Yeah. Um, like, it's, it's definitely fucked up, but, like, you follow it, and it's... It's. I think I like it better than Lost for sure. Okay, I'll see if I ever get to it. But uh, <laughs> but I by the end of this, I was very pleasantly surprised on how much they fit in, how much they tied back to, which I didn't think they were going to. I thought it was going to be yeah. its own separate little monster. Yeah, and they stayed true to like the source material, like pretty 100%. They even, yeah. like, retconned some stuff from the book. Yeah. Well, not so much retconned as just added to. Because they, in the book, they never say who Hood of Justice is. I know. And I I love that they do that in this. Mm-hmm. Like, th- that was the one critique I had about the book, was that I never felt attached enough to the Minutemen to make myself feel like I understood them. Mainly because of Hood of Justice. Because... Hooded Justice was just kind of like this anomaly where it's like, yeah, he was the first one and then he ran away and no one knows what happened to him. Yeah, and they have like the theories like, they think that's this German strongman or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But in this, like, they set him up where like they actually give him an origin story and it's an origin story that makes so much sense it's scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it makes his costume make sense. It makes his costume make sense. It makes like what he does, what he does make sense. Yep. And, like, I love the whole thing where, like, it gets down to where he's like, man, I want to do, like, some real shit. And they're like, no, we want to do shit to get publicity. Yeah, for where, sure. Where, like, it makes all the Minutemen look like shit. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I love all that stuff. You know what I did find weird, though, in that episode is that, like, out of nowhere, he just has a relationship with Captain Metropolis. Yeah. I know it's, like, a hint or, like, rumored at in other points here and there. Yeah. But it just seems like out of nowhere. Yeah, it did kind of come out of nowhere. Banged by Captain Metropolis. Yeah, and I'm like, this seems abrupt. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was like the one thing I felt like that was yeah. weird, not a place. But I was I was loving the uh, the American hero story shit oh, that they were putting so out I. there. I almost wanted more of it. <laughs> well, like I even love like like the screen crush guy brings this up, but it's like. It's, like, his critique on, like, the Watchmen movie where all the yep. scenes in it are so overly violent and bloody. Right. For no reason. Yep. Shot in slow-mo. <laughs> Shot in <laughs> slow-mo. <laughs> yeah. It's it's good. Uh, but, yeah, I, I feel like at the end there, Watchmen really pulled it out. And yeah. I, I loved it all the way through. I, ugh. I want more shit like this. I, yeah, I I would like more stuff like that's, I mean, it's, this is already an established IP. Yeah. So you have like already a, a small built in audience of people yeah. that are already going to do it. But yeah. like, I would like, I would like more stuff that's as thought out as this. Mm-hmm. They thought of every aspect of the show. Yeah, so, so fucking much. Even to like little points where like, okay, we're going to add a layer in this. So like. For the Oklahoma thing, for example, like mm-hmm. it's set in Oklahoma, so we'll have fun things where we'll have like 
the Oklahoma play going on and then the soundtracks here and there. Yeah. And like, if you're familiar with the play, some of the characters are going to be named the same thing. So yeah. it's like foreshadowing there. Yeah. And like, we'll have then aspects set in actual Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then we'll go. Yeah. And it's like, all of that shit just built on layers mm-hmm. and all ties back into each other. Yeah. And it's just little <laughs> smart things like that throughout the whole yeah. Se- season. Yeah. Is what every show needs to do. Oh, I know. I know. I was watching the, like even watching the, the first episode, I even said to myself, like, this isn't going to last, but I love it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just hope that they're, they're able to, well, it's HBO. So of course they're going to put up all, every episode, but I'm like, right. I'm just going to enjoy this while it lasts. I don't, I don't think this will ever catch on. So, like, hearing that it, like, it got so popular and it's, like, people are talking about it, I was so fucking relieved. Yep. Because it's, like, there are people out there that want to see good TV. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There are. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I was ecstatic watching this and I fucking loved it. Uh, what would you give it a, Man, for a grade? Man, A fucking plus. Yeah. I love this shit so much. I, I... I look forward to this every Sunday. Like, yeah. I would be like, Molly, I don't care what the fuck you're doing. You're turning it off or watching Watchmen right now. <laughs> I don't give a shit what it, what we're doing. And I'm, I watch it every Sunday night, and I would made sure that I was like, I'm watching it. Cause it, it I, I was, I, this is like the first time in a long time I've been so excited to watch like a TV show like when it came out. Yeah. I um I'm gonna give this an A. Like, even though um, I said that I was apprehensive going in, and it eventually all made it better by tying in near the end. Yeah. I still feel like there was something still there where I'm like, yeah, I'll get to that. Yeah. Even though I really liked the show and thought it was very, very smart and put together very well, Mm -hmm. there's still something there where I was like, I can wait to watch that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that was. I don't know what it is. Maybe it was just it was just kind of like a heavy subject matter. Maybe. Then it was like I don't feel like being kind of depressed a little bit. And I can get that. I can get, yeah, because like I definitely have way more of a different mindset when I jump into the Mandalorian than yeah. I do this. Like with this, like I go into it being like I can't wait to like I can't wait for him to just like expose me to some fucked up shit where I'm like stewing on it the whole rest of like the next day to be like, yeah, what do you mean by this? And then like, what is this going to lead to? Yeah. Where, where the Mandalorian is like legit, like an adventure where it's like, I'm having fun in the moment. Yeah. 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 That's very true. Cause like, I think I even said it like last week, if given the choice of watching that or uh watchmen, I'd probably watch Mandalorian first. Cause yeah. I was like, ah, oh, that was fun. Yeah. And then go on to something that I'm, like, going to stew on <laughs> yeah. for better or worse, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll give it a solid A. Great show. Oh, fantastic. Great show. And I'm looking forward to, like, what other stuff that HBO is putting out. Like, they have that that thing based on, like, that Stephen King novel coming out, like, next year. I'm Stephen Kinged out. Yeah, um, but it's it's not like one of his weird things. It's like a murder mystery okay. thingy. And All it's right. got Bendy Mendy in it. Oh, okay. Well, back on board. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's going to be the show, JT. If people want right. to hit up and uh, you and TikTok, 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 TikTok. <laughs> With you online, where, do they, where can they do that? 
Well, you can whisper, help me at Bucky Furman on Twitter and Bucky Furman on Instagram and Bucky Furman on Snapchat, and then I'll whisper no. <laughs> and I'll gladly talk to you at Short of the Max <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, also, hit us both up at Review Review Pod on Twitter. Uh, our Tournament of Random Movies is up for this week. Yes. There's still a couple days it to is vote on that. Nightcrawler versus Dude Where's My Car. <laughs> if there's a god. Please vote for Nightcrawler. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, all of our episodes are uploaded onto almost every single podcast platform there is. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us there because other people find the. Sh- oh, excuse me, other oh, people find the show. Oh my god, I killed them all. <laughs> uh, if you want to write in, you can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail Yes. Coming Thursday, we got. We're gonna review. Uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker for better or worse. Yeah. Because we haven't been hearing good things so far. Not not yet. Uh, but <sighs> now it's out to the at this time to the public. Yeah. Maybe things have changed. Maybe. Uh, maybe. maybe. I would have seen it by now. I uh, Yeah, I, I would have seen it by now. I'm doing some Dr. Manhattan I'm stuff try- where yeah, I'm, I'm seeing I'm all Dr. points Ma- of my life. <laughs> <laughs> future me is now trying to dr manhattan me being like <sighs> so we'll see we'll see um also next week is christmas when do you want to record well you probably don't want to do it on christmas eve so probably that that thursday the day after christmas yeah is that a thing would, would that be a thing or do you want to do it later the day after christmas to me is just another day okay well, at least this year it is. It's another day in my life. I still got to work. Gotcha. You do it on Thursday, so it would be a, like a Friday release. Yeah. Okay. Friday it is. Friday it is. And then the next week is going to be the same deal. Yeah. Well, but New Year's isn't much of a... New Year's Eve is more of a thing than New Year's is. I guess you're right. I, yeah, I don't do shit on New Year's. New Year's, I, I like try and get over the hangover from New Year's Eve. <laughs> Just be a lazy piece of shit. Yeah. Same. That's me all the time. Uh, <laughs> Trying to get over your hangover? <laughs> yep. Um, so that's going to be the show. So we'll see you for uh, the Star next Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, but until all then, I have been Troy to the Max Extreme. Hey, I'm JD3K. And uh, we're off.